Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranla, called but of a gun put into the back of your skull, that's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. And I'm joined by uh, Mark Cavanagh, who's the senior assistant editor of The Star, digital editor of Buzz.e. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Adrian. How are you? Grand. Listen, we're, we're here to, t- to talk about some of the tech releases uh, that we've seen over the last few weeks. The big season for it. At the moment, you and I would both normally be in Berlin at the big IFA tech show. Uh, I would normally be heading then to... Cupertino next week for the iPhone launch and there's a whole load of other stuff as well but there's still been quite a few launches Samsung has had a raft of them there's been a few others I've got a few of them here uh, that I'm playing with Uh, this was probably the the main one I've kind of been kind of interested in in the last kind of couple of weeks the the Galaxy Z Fold 2 I'm gonna we're gonna just chat about them what's good what's bad what's kind of uh, uh, coming up Uh, I might I'll start with this so this is the Samsung's 2,000 euro uh, Galaxy Z Fold 2. And as you know, you can see why it's called a Fold. So you remember the first edition of the Fold. There was a big issue with the screen because people were peeling off the layer. Um, and uh, I hope you didn't see my login code there. And um, so they've come back with this, this sort of, you know, Another go at it. it. It works overall. I'm not yet sure whether it's too, worth two thousand euro to be to be honest, but there's no question that uh, when you uh, use uh, uh, things like like YouTube on it, it's kind of it's pretty slick. It's now it's see, see that. Let's see what's this. Yeah, it is. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, what's your own view about whether folding phones will work or not? I. I, ha- I haven't I haven't had that one yet. I did have the the flip, the Samsung flip, yeah, which I thought was I thought was good. But I liked uh, it. The, uh, the maybe the small screen on the front of it could have been a little bigger. Yeah, I I, it was a lovely, but like, and it was really expensive. I think it was fourteen hundred quid or something like that. And this is two grand. Um, but the form factor of the first the flip you're talking about was really knacky. Anyone I showed it to was like, "Ooh, this is this is interesting." Yeah, it reminded a lot of people, I think, of the old Motorola flip phones. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God, you remember that one? That the, the Razor. Anyone listening of a certain age will remember the, the Motorola Razor, which kind of took the pre-iPhone world by start. At one point, 
it was the biggest mobile phone in the world because you could fit it in your back pocket. Remember in your jeans? Mm. I mean, everything else about it was pretty crap. But Do you think the new Fold 2 is worth the premium you're paying for the, the fact that it folds? I mean, what do you well, pay, six or 700 extra euro compared to, say, the Note 20 or the... You're getting, for the, for that screen, what you're getting is, so this is, it has this bigger screen on the front. I'll just exit that. It's bigger, longer screen on the front here, um, which the the first one didn't have. But then when you fold it out, it it has this really huge screen. Now, there's two things about that. Uh, there's a screen. The first thing is when you're watching a movie on Netflix on it, you won't always get the benefit of the full screen. And what I mean by that is a lot of Netflix movies now are in a 21.9 format. So they're actually not much bigger. They have this letterbox format anyway. So when you open it up and you watch the thing, you're getting this letterbox across the middle. Um, the other thing is on the front screen, if you can hear that, do you hear that? It's glass, right? Mm. When you open it up and you do the same thing, it's sort of soft and mushy. You know what I mean? It's it's some people call it glastic. It's not glastic, but but glass doesn't bend, right? So they have to put this kind of layer. You can see the crease. See the crease on it there? Yeah. So it's it's slightly less satisfying to actually use, you know, like that. But look, it's a new form factor, you know. Um, you've got to give them some latitude. What about the front? Given that it's glass, people will be worried about scratching that, breaking that easily. Do you get a case with it? No, you don't. Um, I haven't noticed i mean i've had it jostling around my pocket for a while and i haven't really noticed any scratches or anything like that i presume it's a risk um i mean it's it's really nicely finished i mean it's a lovely phone it's it's a it's a really nice kind of thing i've showed it to a couple of people you know in the family and they're like oh that's that's really nice looking thing i'm not yet sure how practical it is one of the things about it for example is that sorry is that it's really skinny. So that's completely fine. But say if you open, say, okay, say Twitter, okay? It's a bit bright for that. It's kind of, it's very narrow. It's like you're looking at a small phone. It's long, but it's small, right? It's like it's narrow. And you notice that with email as well. Now that's good in terms of being able to get across the screen with one thumb, but it's it's just a different, I'm just, I'm still getting used to it. I, I can't, I don't have a firm view yet one way or the other. It's very interesting though. Um, but would you recommend, say, this costs 2,065 euro. By the way, that's with the VAT decrease. I think it was 2,099. Um, the iPhone's coming out in October, maybe November, actually. The the, the top uh, iPhone, there's going to be four iPhones, they're saying. The iPhone 12, 12 Plus, 12 Pro, and 12 Pro Max. I think they're the four iterations. And they're saying that the Pro and the Pro Max won't be out for a few weeks after the 12 and the Plus, you know, four iPhone. And um, the top Pro Max will definitely cost 16, 1700 euro, you know. Um, but will it be worth it? I don't know. Will Apple, do you think Apple at some point, will they make the leap into a foldable phone? No. Or is it just a novelty that will... The thing about it is companies like Samsung and Huawei, uh, mostly... Lesser extent Xiaomi, because Xiaomi kind of copies a lot of what the others do. Um, they trade on a different basis. Well, they don't have their own operating system. So they're trading on, they have to push the envelope a little bit further. Samsung did a good job for years with the big screens. Everybody forgets 
the Samsung Galaxy Note was the original big screen phone. That's what I loved about it. Apple were behind the ball for years. And it's only when the Apple, when the iPhone 6 came out, that completely changed, put Apple right back in the game. But that was a Samsung innovation. Um, So Samsung have to keep pushing these boundaries with cameras and new formats to stay relevant and to stay at the top of the game. Otherwise, why would you buy a Samsung over over a Xiaomi, for example? Um, So if if Apple if it if it takes off, Apple will make, but not for two or three years. Um, I don't think they will. So no, I think is the answer. Um, Interesting. I do have um, Huawei's version of the folding phone, which is the Mate XS. The Mate XS. Yeah, that has an interesting. Just hang on a second. I will open it up there. That has an interesting. It has some drawbacks, but it's interesting in that the way that you it folds out is there's a little button in the back, and when I press it here, watch what happens. It comes right out like that. Now, I actually, in some ways, I prefer this form form factor because it's easier when you're consuming content. But content is the big issue, and we can talk about this. You've been playing with the P40 Pro uh, uh, Plus, uh, for example, and I, I've been playing with that as well. I have that phone here too. And both of us, I think, have agreed for a long time that Huawei has made it's up there with the very best hardware. I think they've made overall the best cameras for the last two years. Certainly the P30, P20 Pro was the first truly great Android uh, or Huawei camera. There were good Android ones before that. And the P30 Pro just blew everything away with the zoom. And the P40 Pro has mm. continued that. And yet, and you know what I'm going to say now, mm. don't you? Google. Yeah. Now, how, how have you gotten around that? You Because I've, I, I can't live without all of those Googles. Up. I have to have some of them. I did an experiment uh, in the last couple of weeks. Now, I'm not sure if... Uh, the Huawei people are going to uh, approve of the experiment or not. But I got my hands on the P40 Pro Plus, as you did yourself. Absolutely think that 10x optical zoom, well, that is the best Unbelievable. I've ever Unbelievable. seen. Unbelievable. So when I got that, I gave, the experiment was I gave the P40 Pro to my daughter, who wouldn't mm-hmm. be a tech head. Um, and I asked her to play around with it for two weeks and see how she got on. Okay. Because I enjoyed... Um, you know, the workarounds using the Amazon App Store, using maybe a Google Play Mirror Store. The one I use is APK Pure. Yeah. It's recommended as a state. But you still can't download your Google Apps, with the exception of Google Maps. Google Maps works fine. It'll give you an error notification message telling you it won't work, but it will work. Mm. My daughter's used it lots in the last couple of weeks. For things like Gmail, I personally had a workaround to go through Outlook. But she wouldn't be familiar with stuff like that. So just give it to her and said, see how you manage without Google. And she wouldn't be a big YouTube user. So you got to bear that in mind. Someone like yourself, you'd, you'd use YouTube quite a lot. I would too for research, for work. Um, but we've always got other devices on hand. So she just had this as her own device. And she actually came back and said the only thing she missed was Google Play. She she loves the camera on it. Camera's a big issue for her. So with, what with she missed, did you mean she, she missed the, the App Store? When you say Google Play, no Google Pay, sorry, oh, Google Pay, Google Pay okay, to, yeah, and that was that was yeah. the big thing she missed. So she said, "Now I now I have to bring my bank card everywhere again," which yeah. I didn't have to do. So she found that a big issue. 
Um, but apart from that, she she was able to download WhatsApp, Instagram, all her favorite apps, and and get them up and running. I get that a lot of people, you know, wouldn't wouldn't uh, go for the hassle of having to do those workarounds and use third party mirror websites like APQ. I mean, I'll be honest; it's a bit of a pain in the neck. I I had to do a bit of research to figure out how to successfully download all of the apps or most of the apps that I want to do. And some of them I couldn't get to. Um, it was a real pain in the neck. I did it eventually. It was a, to me, it was a pain in the neck to get Netflix, for example. It shouldn't be a pain in the neck to get Netflix. It was. Um, but there was one moment when I was caught out walking the dog in the rain and I got an email from work. Uh, could you file a piece on this really quickly? Normally I'd be... That's no problem uh, it, on another phone because the combination of Outlook, Gmail, all, all those apps. I was using the the Mate Access, the, this the fold button, and I hadn't yet downloaded, uh, gone through all the rigmarole of downloading the apps on it. So I had to do everything via the browser. But of course, it's no Chrome browser, and I couldn't get into the Play Store to download another browser. So I was working off Huawei's browser trying to get access to outlook.com and then gmail.com and then google because the, the, the pieces i had written were in, were stored in google docs oh my god an absolute nightmare nightmare now if you're going to get one of these phones you're not going to want to be in that position so you are going you're going to have to work to get to get your apps at um but but there are other small things as well in the car i use a combination of uh, CarPlay and Android Auto. So I'll plug it in. I've got a screen in the car. I, I plug in via the, the cable. Brilliant. Got maps there. I've got Spotify. Absolutely fantastic. You know, I mean, it, it, on, on the, the, the new Huawei phones, I have to pick the phone up and, you know, change the song or change or change something. Small things like that. It's a kind of a devastating blow. It really is to 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 Huawei, and it's a real shame because you and I have. I mean, I anyone who's ever asked me about the Huawei phones, no reservations. The best value for money. The unbelievable hardware. Obviously, the uh, the the U.S. government's ban is is impacting on on Huawei as a firm. But uh, you know, I. I I feel it's a shame that consumers are losing out here because in the last couple of years, I think what Huawei did was they pushed Samsung and Apple to maybe, you know, innovate a little bit more or add a little bit more to their mm. handsets than they might have done without that competition. And mm. you worry now in the next couple of years with Huawei, if if they retreat from Europe, as some people have suggested, or if they don't release their next couple of handsets in a mainstream way in Europe, um, will, will Samsung and Apple take the foot off the take pedal? the foot off well you, you maybe you'd be hoping that the likes of xiaomi oneplus maybe oneplus doesn't have the scale i mean a lot of love for oneplus in terms of what they've done what they've achieved doesn't have the scale essentially they're kind of another htc if something happened or there was a bump it'd be hard for them to to get over they don't you know because they don't have the scale of uh, a huawei yeah, I take your point. Will will they sort of slack off? Um, Apple strategy, I feel, has always been a little bit different. Yeah, they'll give you generally excellent cameras, generally excellent phones. I hate a lot of moaning about iPhones, but actually they're very good, and and they last a long time as well. It's if you just look at the resale value of them, they're always 
they always have a higher resale. Um, they've always had a strategy of integrating things much better. So AirPods, watch, um, iCloud, it, it does kind of all work pretty well. So I think that is more, I don't think they've ever had to really push the envelope. But Samsung, yeah. I mean, Samsung, you know, will, will they take their foot off the gas? They would say not. They're trying to replicate Apple now uh, with, with their ecosystem. The, the, Note, the Note 20 Ultra, which I'm sure you've played around with a lot yep. in recent weeks, I, I, think, I think that's the first Samsung phone now in, in, in a couple of years that really nailed all of the cameras. I think they were, you know, they weren't just behind Huawei. They were behind Google. They were behind Apple. Apple has been, for me, the most yeah. consistent camera system yeah. in the last couple of years. Google on an Android level. Mm. Huawei makes the best hardware, but Samsung was kind of behind all of them. But I think they, I think they did get it right on the Note Twenty Ultra. Would you agree? Do you mean that they caught up in general on hardware or on cameras specifically, or just 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 on the camera system? On the, on the camera system, Ultra, uh, on the, the Note wide, the Note Twenty Ultra. Um, was to me a more sensible camera. So it was basically the same system as the S20 Ultra. So the Galaxy, the Galaxy S20 Ultra, except they backed off a little bit on the zoom. So instead of doing 100x zoom, you can only do 50x zoom. Even the 50x zoom is ridiculous. It doesn't actually work. I mean, it works. You can go to 50x, but it's unusable in almost any circumstance. I did a number of tests. Absolutely does not work. Don't get this phone because you think you're going to get a 50x zoom. You won't. Um, it'll only really work up to about 25, 30x, which, by the way, is pretty damn good. But I did side-by-side -side comparisons between it and the P40 uh, Pro Plus, for example. No comparison. At 30x, the Huawei thing blows it out of the water. And that's because it has a bigger sensor. It just has better optics. It, it just does. Um, the Note 20 Ultra is a really, really good all-round sort of power phone. Um fantastic display i know you're a big fan of the refresh rates the high hertz uh display so 120 hertz um so it, it yeah in terms of what is what is the best android phone then maybe we boil it down to that what's the best android phone you'd have to say the note 20 ultra would be top two or three there um in fact you'd have to say samsung I'd say the Note 20 Ultra is probably Samsung's best phone. There is an ergonomic issue. It has those kind of corners, those square corners, like a lot of Samsung uh, uh, Notes do. And if you put it in your pocket, if you've ever tried putting a, an angular phone in your pocket, not only is it does it really make a mark, but it actually tears through the fabric after time. Um, but, um, and the, the fact that it comes with an S Pen, I mean, the one thing about this phone here, is the one thing I actually miss, and I didn't think I'd miss. I miss the fact that there's not a little S Pen stylus in here. Now, I'm, I've never been a big stylus user, but in the last six months, I don't know if you found this, but you get sent documents to sign all the time now, all the time. And it's much easier to do it if you have a stylus. It just is because you, you, you take it out, you open it up in a PDF or Word or whatever it is, and you sign it. So that's the only thing I'm missing. What do you think? Did you, you're a OnePlus fan, but what do you think the best Android phone is? Do you have a view? I, I, at the moment, I would say the Note 20 Ultra. I, mm. And I would have rated the S20. I had the S20 Ultra for oh, maybe about a month or so, maybe yeah. two months. And I, I did it's think a great it was phone. excellent. Now, yeah. pe people in Samsung said they thought the S20 Plus was maybe the better all-around phone than the Ultra. 
Um, maybe that's because of the overhype on the on the Zoom on the Ultra. Yeah, I can see why. I can see why. The the other problem that the both the S twenty Ultra and the Note twenty Ultra I have to say have is battery life. The Note twenty Ultra it's the it's actually the only real disappointment for me. Uh, um, it, yeah, it, it it is a bit. It is a big weak link. I have to charge it every every evening about seven or eight. Yeah, because the 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 Samsung Galaxy Note series, other than the big screen, it always had one undisputably brilliant thing about it: amazing battery life. You are not going to run out before the end of the day. And this time, they have a good battery in it, but it's not better, and it's not even up to some of its rivals. Now, I've seen an awful lot of commentary about that being linked to the fact that Samsung shoved its own. Exynos 990 processor into the European version of the Note 20 Ultra, whereas the Americans got the fantastic Snapdragon 865 Plus, which, by the way, is now in this phone, is is which they put in the uh, the Galaxy Z Fold 2. So that's a weak point, and it's actually it's caused a bit of resentment. Like people are saying that Samsung are taking the piss out of its Europe; they're dumping that chip. In the Note 20 Ultra and the Samsung and the S20 Ultra here, it's a it's strange that that's picked up a head of steam this year because that has been the case for a couple of years. But um, there, there there does seem to be a lot of noise about it this year, and I'd be surprised now if they continue with that policy next year because mm. even that Tab S7, which you probably had yourself, the, set, the S7 Plus, that had the 865 Plus processor in it. Yeah, yeah, the tablet like that had yeah. the, the Snapdragon chipset as well. So. It, you know, if you're charging people fourteen hundred quid for a phone, it should have the best of everything. Exactly, fourteen hundred quid for phone. Now you mentioned the the uh, the Tab S7. The one I had was the S7 Plus. There are actually two. There's a seven, an S7, and an S7 Plus. The S7 Plus is mm. the one that Samsung is kind of positioning against the iPad Pro. So it costs. Uh, I had it for two weeks. It costs nine hundred nine euro, which is exactly the same price as the iPad Pro eleven inch. Now it has a bigger screen. It's a twelve point four inch uh, display. And that is an amazing space, 120 hertz uh, refresh rate. Unbelievably vivid, right? Now, here's what I'm going to say about the S7 Plus in terms of anybody who's thinking of buying it. It's not a viable alternative to the iPad Pro. And I'll tell you why. In terms of the hardware specs, it absolutely is. If you want to, if you want something to watch video, to you know, mess around with, you know, multimedia, fantastic. Speed, brilliant. Um, looks great, really nicely designed, um, but, 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 but it costs almost a thousand euro. Add a keyboard onto that and you're up to around 1100 euro. So it's the same price as an iPad Pro. And here's the problem. Apps. It does not have the same amount of tablet optimized apps as the iPad Pro. I've been leaning on an iPad Pro for over two years. I usually, I go between laptops and it's usually a combination during the week of one or two Windows laptops, a MacBook of some sort, and the iPad Pro. The only one that is constant is the iPad Pro. It, that is the, you know, and that's because I can absolutely depend on it. Microsoft, enterprise apps, absolutely everything. It has it all. The S7 Plus uh, from Samsung doesn't have them. I mean, it, sorry, it has the Microsoft apps. It does. It has the Google apps too, obviously. A lot of small business apps it doesn't have. It doesn't have Sage uh, stuff. It doesn't It doesn't have a proper optimized version of, of Slack. Even smaller things. I have a couple of magazine subscriptions and uh, lovely, lovely magazine apps on the iOS store. And you mm. can't get them on Android. You have to, you have to go in and, and do it through a browser. 
the S7 Plus, um, it is the most beautiful screen I've ever seen on tablet or phone. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. But same as yourself, I, I tried to work off it. I use my iPad Pro every day as well, like yourself. Mm. And I tried to work off the S7 Plus for whatever it was, two weeks. And I did run into difficulties. There were, there were issues mm. um, with, with that shortage of apps. It, and, and it is, as you say, it's big money. But in terms of, is it the best Android app? Yes, by far. Or the best Android tablet. I mean, tablet. It is far. the best Android tablet. So... I guess what we're kind of saying is um, you probably can't rely on an Android tablet for work, or you can if you know that you're only going to need Microsoft, Google, and a couple of others. But if you need more enterprise apps, if you need internet access, it's it's you, you might get it. I'm not saying you won't, but it's riskier. The, uh, the Microsoft Surface Go 2 would almost be a better option as a small little tablet than an Android tablet. Yeah, I, it, the funny thing about the Surface Go 2, um, I had one of those uh, on test and I, I liked it. Now I had, there are three or four versions you can buy. There's there's two basic versions you can buy. One, it has a kind of a crap Intel Pentium chip. It's really low uh, speed, low power. And you get that in four gigabytes or eight gigabytes uh, of RAM and 64 gigabytes or 128 gigabytes. I mean... You're paying for the four gigabyte uh, RAM uh, Pentium version. You're paying four sixty nine, which sounds good, but that's without the keyboard. You have to add a keyboard to it, so that's five sixty nine. You're you're pushing six hundred quid for a thing that's really nicely designed, but honestly, the specs you'd find on a on a tablet half or sorry on a laptop half the price. So, I the the one if you're getting one of those. They have a an Intel M3 chip version, and it's about another 150 quid. So when you actually throw in the keyboard, what you're actually paying for a usable Surface Go 2, for me, you're paying about 850 quid, 800 quid. Now, that's a better deal than a Samsung Tablet S7 Plus in terms of your work. But for 800 quid, you're in a different market there in terms of a laptop. You can get a decent iPad Pro for that. You can, or you can get the iPad Air, uh, which is basically the last generation iPad Pro. You get the iPad Air with uh, a keyboard. I think it starts at 579, but with a keyboard, it's about another 200 quid. It's cheaper or as cheap as the Surface uh, Go 2, and it's more powerful, you know? Anyway, um, what else do I have? I got, you love this, right? I'm not sure if you saw this. Asus, right? Asus, Asus. Um, you know they they do phones. Mm. Well, they have one here, and it's the uh, it's called the Zenfone Seven Pro. Now it has one thing, to, one interesting thing about it, and that is, if you want to take a selfie, watch what happens to the the little bit at the top. When I when I want to take a selfie, watch what happens. See that that little thing there? Yeah, it's, it's brilliant, doesn't it? It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's sort of like. See if I can make them go, go go up and down. Hang on. Am I pressing the right button? There you go. Yeah. And again, one more time, just for posterity. See that? It's a little sort of a gadgety thing. Now, the advantage to this is that it, it's a good Android phone. I mean, it has it has your 865 plus processor and it. it has these eight gigs of RAM. It's 250. It's a good specs. Nice, very nice screen. Performs well. The advantage to the... Um, to that 
those three cameras flipping around is the quality is way, way better than any other selfie camera I've had. Now you might ask, well, who the hell needs a, uh, who the hell needs a, um, a zoom, uh, you know, selfie or a wide angle. I don't know. Maybe if you're, maybe if you're far away or anyway, it's just interesting. It's 850 quid. I enjoyed it. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a good price for the specs that are on it. For the it's specs that are on, it's a very, very good price. Um, I think maybe my favorite, my the most surprising gadget that I have come across so far. Samsung has had a whole raft of launches. These little yokes here, these um, the Samsung uh, Galaxy Buds Live. These are the the latest little in ear wireless uh, earphones. They look a bit like coffee beans. They're sort of like, you know. I, I I refer to them as looking like peanuts, and then they do I've a seen little a lot bit. Of yeah. people call them jelly beans. They are a bit like jelly beans. The thing about them is, is really I totally unexpected the sound for me. The sound quality, unbelievably good. I mean, I've never been a fan really of Samsung uh, buds. The others never really worked that well. But this, these are fantastic, fantastic. No, the the previous two iterations, the the plus and the and the standard buds, I I didn't like them at all. Even though yeah. they're tuned by AKG, um, which is an audio company that yeah. Samsung acquired. I've got I've got AKG headlo- or headphones over ear headphones and they're fantastic. But yeah. but I didn't think they did a great job of those buds. But I agree with you totally. The new ones are really really excellent. The ANC is is a bit crap. No, hang on. yeah, no. Let's let's be let's call it. It's rubbish. It doesn't work. Um, uh, I it, what happens is when you get these, you you get an app on your phone that allows you to control the uh, you know the dynamic range. Um, various audio controls and turn on uh, and off uh, active noise cancelling does not work. Now, the only thing is active noise cancelling on in-ear buds, even among the best of them, is weak. I mean, it's weak. Even on the AirPods Pro, uh, it's weak. So I'm I'm going to forgive it that. I'm going to, you know, because I, I would, there's n- I'd never get a pair of in-ear buds for, for noise cancelling. Because of the design, I think they do a decent job in noise isolation. But definitely, mm. when you switch on and off the ANC, it's very hard to tell the difference. Very hard to tell the difference. But again, I'll and also they probably charge a little bit more. So these are one ninety nine. So they're not outrageous, but they're not cheap either. They, the standard AirPods are cheaper. Um, so I'm guessing they're charging an extra twenty quid, thirty quid because of the noise cancelling. And it, you're not getting your value there. You mentioned an interesting thing, you know, AKG, you know, branded. Don't you think that some of these audio brands are kind of trying to cash in by lending their their name to kind of big box, more mass consumer stuff? And the 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 result is sometimes kind of disappointing a harman kardon is a, is a good harman kardon on i think i don't know it was lenovo or hp it's one of those brands they, they, they sort of you know oh we've got harman yeah. kardon speakers <laughs> not very good you know yeah yeah no i i agree i agree with that totally yeah what what have you had any interesting laptops in the last while yeah did you have I, the surface book three i had the yeah i had the surface book two which was excellent absolutely fantastic this is the detachable one detached between the key, keyboard and yeah. the screen because there's two there's a surface laptop and there's a surface book too fantastic now expensive it's, it's like it's 15 1600 quid plus 
but absolutely brilliant. And what was weird about it was I love, this is me coming to styluses and uh, drawing late in life, but I love the fact you can detach the screen. The one I had is a 15 inch, uh, uh, 15 inch version and I could put it up and I could storyboard on it or I could uh, sketch things, which to me was a really, a really kind of cool thing. Really loved it. Yeah, it, it is expensive, but they do have a lot of competition there. Because yeah. when the original, when when Surface Book first landed in Ireland, it in terms of specs, it beat everything else that was on the market mm. at the time. Whereas the new one, there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot more superior competition. There oh there, yeah, you know, I think it, it it doesn't it doesn't come it doesn't dominate on any specs at all. For me, what's attractive about it is you get very good specs. But again, it's the package and it's the flexibility and it's the way that they've managed to give you a really a power laptop capable of enterprise, but also looks great that has that flexibility of separation. It's it's just it's a really good engineering. I'm actually a big fan of a lot of Microsoft's industrial design at the moment. I think they're doing a really, really um, a really good job. Um, I got a, a couple of what did I get a couple of actually two laptops that I got there recently. I got, I've just literally yesterday got Samsung's new Ion S, which is a little lightweight laptop. I, I'm not even going to go into it because I haven't really reviewed it properly yet. Um, Huawei has a, a, a laptop, the MateBook, MateBook. MateBook Pro X, MateBook Pro XS, or mm, is it XS? No, just MateBook Pro X, MateBook X Pro. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, really pleasantly surprised by that. Really pleasantly surprised by the over again the overall package keyboard design speed specs aren't amazing. Um, Is that the one with the uh, the pop up the pop up camera? Yeah, well, yeah, that that's the only the only issue is there, and it actually is an issue these days. It has a little pop up uh, camera. Actually, I have it here. I think I have it here. Hold on, I do have it here. Okay, here we go. The only issue with it is this is it here, right? It's just a very good mid upper mid-range laptop generally. But as you say, it has this thing here, right? Where let's see if I can get into camera. So if you want the uh the webcam on it, I'm gonna Okay. Now what I just did, I pressed a little button there and in the middle. I'm not sure if you can see this. If you can see in the middle there, you might be able to see that's where it's at the top of the keyboard where the webcam is. And in other words, it's going to look up your nose the whole time. You'll be looking up your nose. So that, that's not an issue for me because, as you know, and as I'm doing right now, I have a nice Canon camera plugged in the side. The, the autofocus on that is pretty excellent now in the last, in the last while there. What, which Canon is it? Oh, it's, it's, it's the Canon ESRP. I mean, they, they launched about 18 months ago. I bought one. Um, I bought one, I bought it in December, last December, actually. Yeah, watch this. And like, out of focus, in focus, just autofocus. But Canon are kind of the yeah. best for autofocus. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I bought it last December. It served me fairly well, but I actually only really use it for, for calls now. I've, I've, I've find myself just using the Fuji cameras more and more now for some reason, just because they're, uh, they're. They're just so nice to use. I, I was opining on Twitter about that uh, there the other day. What else do we want to talk about? Um, do, do, oh, yeah. Do, one, one other thing. This is actually isn't a new one, but uh, I'm not sure if you got one of these. Did you get one of these before? The Nokia 
I've I've only just got it uh, to review in the last couple of days. Um, okay. We did we did a competition for one recently on the website, and there was a huge response. But Nokia still is a, a big fan base, a really loyal fan base, I find. Um, but I saw your review of that. You said it was the best uh, smartphone over two hundred. It's quid. currently selling for one hundred and eighty quid. And when I said was, I said it was the best smartphone you can get in the Irish market for under two hundred quid, and it is. It's certainly of the ones I've tested. So it's. But mainly because of how nice it, how nicely designed it is. It's really, really nicely designed. Like it looks fantastic. I think it's quite. Now it's not that fast. It's slow. It's got quite a slow chip in it. Um, but it's got good storage. It's good battery life. I mean, if you're, it, this is one of those few. You know when people say, um, "I'm getting, I'm getting my gran a smartphone," or "I'm getting." Uh, you know, what? what's a good smartphone for somebody going, for our 13-year-old, 12-year-old? People will go, oh, just get them whatever for 99. That's totally bogus because the, the teen will want to play Fortnite and the the pensioner will want something that looks like it works and doesn't take all day and, you know, it, it's, it's not laggy. But this is actually one of the few phones I'd recommend, cheap phones to... Uh, they pitched it as a back-to-school phone? Uh, have they? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I presume it's aimed at second, secondary school students rather than a primary school. Oh, yeah. Let's not get into that sort of uh, bucket of outrage. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so what about the uh, the iPhone the iPhone 12? You're an yeah. Apple expert. What do you think is coming, what do you think is coming down the tracks? Um, what do you hope is coming down the tracks? Well, we know that it's going to be a 5G phone, which is, at the moment, is an underwhelming feature. Uh in our, like I talk to the network operators a, a bit and yeah, they'll talk about 5G network because they've, they're investing it. But actually, few of them, are, they're not really saying that people are changing networks or buying, you know, models because of the 5G elements. For, there are few in terms of future proofing. But anyway, the iPhone 12 will have 5G. Um, the, there'll, be, there'll be more upgrades in the cameras. The screens will be slightly better. There might be, they're probably going to be, the, the max version is going to be about an inch, or sorry, about a a tenth of an inch bigger. Um, and it'll be a lot more powerful. Um, there's a couple of things that they're including which just haven't taken off. Apple is big into augmented reality, you know, AR with their LiDAR sensors on the back. They envisage a future when a lot of people are going to be, um, Maybe, maybe, maybe with the the Apple glasses that are coming out in two or three years, where a lot of people will be adding in digital artifacts to what they see in front of them, and it hasn't taken off yet. It just hasn't taken off. You don't hear anyone talking about it. And like, so if you bought the the more the current generation of the iPad Pro, part of what you're paying for there is a couple of lidar sensors in the back that no, that as far as I can see, kind of nobody uses. You know, except when you're shopping in IKEA or somewhere like that. <laughs> Yeah, you could be one of those people who holds up the giant screen, yeah. you know, to take a photo. Um, the interesting thing about uh, the iPhone, though, is that it is such an absolute monster when it comes to people. Say, oh, the iPhone's doing it. The iPhone is easily the strongest performing smartphone in the world, easily by a long way. The sales, there were sales figures released the other day, and the iPhone 11, the standard version, not the Pro or the Pro Max, sold. I think it was 10 million more units in the first six months of 2020 than the iPhone XR, which was the biggest seller in yeah. that period last year. 
did. So I think it was something like 37 million units instead of 26 million units. Yeah. And that's with COVID. And then within the top, within the top 10 were also the SE and the Pro and the Pro Max as well. So they really, they really are dominating still. Yeah. What's, what's interesting to me about iPhone sales is if you take the 11, the 11 is a really good example. The 11 didn't have any mega flashy upgrades, but it did have a couple of very solid ones. And the biggest one that they totally undersold was battery life. The iPhone 11 is the genuinely the first mid-range iPhone with all-day battery life, no matter what you do. And what's interesting to me is that somehow that message got out there. And I'm convinced that that's a big reason as to why the iPhone 11 has sold so well. And, and, you know, against the face of a lot of impressive competitors, I think it's because it's not just that the software works really well, which it does. I mean, iPhone software generally works very, very well. It's the battery life is just really, really good. I, 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 I've been banging on about that for, for a while. Well, the headline story on the new one looks like it's going to be no charger in the box and USB-C charging. Do you think that will happen? Yeah. I do actually, yeah. I think Mark Gurman was uh, from Bloomberg was uh, writing about that, and that makes a lot of sense. Now, the way Apple will package that is environmental. We're not giving because you already have lots of chargers, etc. They'll probably also offer you the the possibility of buying a charger. Um, I, I never use I never use my my Apple charger. Um, it's too slow. So I, I use the charger that comes with the iPad, the 18 watt charger. Yeah. Uh, for my iPhone, I don't. I don't use. So I mean, I wouldn't miss it. I mean, I'd say just a lot of people like that. I'd say a lot of people are going in buying faster chargers. Yeah. I mean, there is a point in that almost everybody has had a smartphone for eight, nine, ten years. Almost everybody, which means that most of us have, you know, at least one or two or three spare chargers lying around. Now that doesn't mean that they're going to, you know have a usb out connection for example most people won't have that one of those lying around but um but apple does this every two two or three or four years they'll change something basic like that like the the connection uh or something uh like that and you know everybody mumbles about it grumbles about it but we we all kind of get on uh, with things i want to thank you mark cavan assistant editor uh, at the star and digital letter of buzz.ie. Cheers. Thanks, Adrian. And from me, Adrian Weckler, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.